This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. I'm a little pissed off, though. Why, what's up? Howard Stern is a douche. Stern? How can you say that? Because <laughs> I wanted to talk about that kid with the heart on the outside of his skin, and apparently he did that story. You know, this guy has, like, a multi-million dollar budget for a show. He can get strippers on, famous people, and he's got to take some stupid-ass fucking article. Well, you know what it is. Disgusting article, and talk about it on his show, so now we can't do it. Well, what it is is Robin does the news, and they do bizarre news, you too. You know what? Fucking Robin Dude, they, they started doing that when you were like a when you were a fetus outside of a, you know, a woman's body. <laughs> Fuck them. I had, a I, great, I had a great picture also. I, don't, I mean, it looked like a, like a little tiny dog took a shit on the kid's chest. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Regrettably, it's been done. yeah. But uh, so I we, feel we have bad. to break I'm, new ground here. Uh, I'm, I'm pissed about wrong. that, but I'm kind of happy because the internet showed me something cool, which it does Happens once in a while, all the time. I got a. I found a. Pic- Was it porn related? No, it's drug related. <laughs> porn and drugs, my two passions. It's pretty much the only thing the internet's good for. Uh, I, I found a pictorial recipe oh. on how to make crack. What? Yeah. Really? Wow, dude, you even printed out a picture of it. Yeah, I'll put it up on the website. I don't know if that's illegal, but we'll just pretend like we don't know if it's legal You know what, though? Sometimes, like, this show is educational, and uh, here we are doing a public service. I see a picture of the guy's face, so this guy just completely, he's unabashed. He's just like, whatever, dude, I make crack. (laughs) This is what I do. He's like the emerald of crack. (laughs) Bam! (laughs) It's crack. (laughs) Well, looking at that, though... He's got a frying pan. It's it's on the oven. It, it looks like he's making like an omelet or something. Yeah, it's kind of like appears to be like making like crack. Denny's. Making crack appears to be like making an omelet that just magically turns into little crack pellets after you cook it for a long time. God, dude, I you know, I had no idea. You know, you you always wonder where crack comes from. You just I picture these like elves in the ghetto. Yeah, you know, crackheads. These like hairless elves, just kind of shaking, walking around. That just kind of appears. It kind of sucks though because it's not like you're making crack out of just out of thin air. Like you have to start with a bit a bunch of coke. You know. Yeah, but it's then, not like here, here's how to make crack out of household products. <laughs> you already have to have a pretty good drug to start with. But you dilute the coke and then yeah, end up end up making all that crack. I, What's kind of funny about this this picture is you look at it and you're like, so that's the guy who makes the stuff I smoke. <laughs> you know, it's not a scientist or a doctor. Yeah. It's it's this dude. Yeah. He's like the Colonel Sa- he's like the Colonel Sanders of crack. Yeah. Well we'll have to post that on the website. It's kinda cool. Speaking of uh cool things on the internet, I came across something kind of interesting. I and I'm sure everybody it's so overexposed at this point, but dude, did you see all those pictures of Britney Spears spread open gash in the car with Paris Hilton? Yeah, it made me hungry for a big piece of raw chicken. <laughs> Dude, it, you know, I'm a vegetarian, but that made me want to go to Arby's. <laughs> like, seriously, dude. What's with these What's with these gross, waxed, shaved pussies? What, what I don't understand. What's with these gross celebrities with these waxed, shaved pussies that, you know, don't wear any panties yeah, and then have to, either. like, go and, you know, spread their legs in their uh, Jaguars? Yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. But, you know, th- that must have been paparazzi gold. Oh, yeah. Because uh, paparazzi just trailing them all the time. is like, oh, my God, dude, Britney Spears spread open gash. I love it. I mean, the guy has his camera just wedged up between her knees. And she's thought, fine with it, apparently. I thought you had to, like, race NASCAR or something to be able to see her gash. Yeah. But, dude, did, did you look, though? I mean, because some of those pictures, you can zoom in on her pussy. Did you look at it? Like, yeah, get a good close it. shot of that pussy? Yeah. It looked like two pieces of like sliced ham or something. Like know, it was huge. It was just this massive pussy, and then right above it, a C-section scar, <laughs> which just I mean, just like you know, compounds the uh, ugliness factor. But well, what's up with that though? Why why does she have this like these big hanging beef curtains? She had two That's kids. an unsightly minge. She had two kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess she like had once two you've kids. had two kids, you know, put some hair on it. <laughs> Cover it up a little bit. Well, at least put some hair and cover the C-section scar. I mean, it was just like a shaved whale or something. I mean, (laughs) you mean just like that bush that comes way up to the belly button? You want that? Uh, You know, I don't know if I want wolf pussy, (laughs) but I I, I wouldn't mind like a little patch. That's what I like—a little racing strip. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. How many girls... The, the thing is about that, like, I was looking at that, and I was, I was analyzing the picture. I had my pants down. I had a, a bottle of Jergens next to the Your uh, analyzing computer. wand was out? Yeah, my, my analyzing wand was out. I needed it to get a better, clear, you know, a clear picture of the pussy. But I was looking at it, and I was thinking, you know, I've fucked a lot worse. Oh, yeah, a lot worse. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, because I've seen some that... I mean, being a strip club DJ, I, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to view many a pussy. But looking at that, I was like, you know, it's not that bad. But at the same time, it, it's just hanging. That's what that's what startled me. Well, she's not she's not in a erotic pose, which I think that might be throwing you off. I think all vaginas probably look a little weird, you know, when you're like getting out of a car at an angle and leaning in. Yeah, I, I, I guess I could see that. Or when they're like, you know, dangling above your mouth with a tampon string. When a baby's coming out <laughs> of it. a baby's slipping out. But, dude, you could tell that that baby, that was like a slip and slide. That baby probably just slid right out of that thing. Yeah. Jesus. Cornic, like a cornucopia. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. It makes you wonder about the size of Federline's dick. But, I don't know. Think about how uh, the many dicks that have been in that pussy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, a lot so, of Mouse, didn't Mickey Mouse fuck her? <laughs> no, I think it was Goofy. Oh yeah, they, they double teamed her. But um, one thing I've, I noticed that so it's all over the blogs. Like the blog universe has been all over the story for like oh, a yeah, week man. now. Britney Spears vagina doesn't yeah, get any bigger than that. It's big news. But uh, so some of them, I, I was reading one of these blogs and it had some quotes, and and one of the quotes that I think I don't know with my personal favorite is that um. Some dude said her vagina was once tight like a mon's anus. Now it hangs like a wizard's sleeve. <laughs> I, I just kind of like that. And then, uh, and then in another one, someone pointed out, look who's closing her legs in that picture. Paris Hilton. Yeah, she's she in the car with Paris Hilton, with and Paris Hilton. Hilton is closing her legs, which I didn't think would ever happen. But uh, I don't know. I mean, Paris Hilton doesn't want people looking at somebody else's pussy. <laughs> She I guess wants, I could was, see that. She wants the attention for her own pussy. I just picture that that just that car must just smell like just reek of clam chowder. I don't get what's up with these girls not wearing panties. That's not a bad thing. I, I like guess girls if with a, short skirts and no panties. If there's a specific purpose to it, you know, like you're I'm just giving advice out there to all the young girls. <laughs> if there's a specific guy you're trying to fuck and you show up to a dinner date and you don't have panties on and you're flashing him, that's one thing. But, you know, Brittany and Paris are just hanging out at the bars and they're Going just to the clubs. not wearing panties. They're trying to attract uh, white trash to mate with them. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think that's how you find it. Plus, I mean, dude, I don't know if she could put those beef curtains in a normal pair of panties anymore. I think she needs, like, a glad garbage bag or something. Some granny panties? <laughs> or something. I, you know, I have no idea. But you, but you know what, though? So so there's a lot of pictures circulating around the web right now of uh, Britney Spears' exposed minge. Well, we found some that I haven't seen on any blogs. I found it on one website, and I don't think anyone else has seen it. So we're going to post a little special Britney Spears vagina exclusive on the uh, website. So check it out at uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com. It's pretty sick and wrong. Yeah, dude. It it was vile. Totally reminded me of Arby's. It did. Roast beef sandwich. Pastrami. Pastrami. Yeah, I don't know. It's disgusting. You need a pickle with that. But um, anyway, it's uh, it's podcast 47 right here. And to tally up the votes from the uh, last podcast, podcast 46... And this is the first time this has happened. We had a deadlock tie between you and the listener. So your story was about the um, the woman whose baby drowned in a bucket of her vomit and disinfectant. Yeah. And uh, the listener sent in a story about a guy who fucked a dead dog. And another guy sent in a story about a guy who fucked a dead deer. And my yeah, so sto- really, if you split their votes up, it's not a tie. I win. Yeah, well, one thing I wanted to clarify in terms of voting here, if it's tied, it goes to the house. Kind of like playing blackjack at a casino. Right. So technically you won. Home field advantage, I would. Yeah, I'd have to say you won. But I'd like to thank the listeners for nice sending, try, in that, though, sending in that article. It, it came nice in at uh, 60 votes for the listeners, 60 votes for uh, Wackerly over here, and I came in with a meager 22 that's I know a, that's a bitch level score. It, it was it was a bitch slap. I was kind of surprised. I thought more people would be into a guy, you know, a skinhead sodomizing a Mexican dude with an umbrella, but apparently no. It's just not sick enough. It's all about the week. I mean, there's other weeks where that would have killed, but yeah, just but, last week there were the two 
awesome story. Well, what pissed me off about this story is I understand it's kind of sick that someone's fucking a dead dog or a dead animal. But is that any sicker than a human baby drowning in vomit? It, pe- people hear something about an animal. It's like, oh, Fluffy the dog is dead and just got raped. It's disgusting because Fluffy the dog. People, seriously, people hold animals in too high of esteem. It's, it's a sign of the times. Dude, it's disregard for human life. In, in a normal society, people would have been like, oh, my God, this baby's dead. You know, this is, this is a horrible happening. Well, people would rather have a pet than a baby. It's just, you know, it's so much easier to deal with. It doesn't grow up and question your validity. Yeah, but, I mean, who, who, whose life do you hold in higher regard? That's what I'm talking about. Like well, people, when people that don't have kids, they hold their pets. I mean, they well, don't have kids, and they have a pet, so they think that pets are better. But I think it's a sign of the times. I think it's a tragedy when you see that... People are more upset seeing a dog get kicked on TV than a human getting shot in the head. And and I don't I don't know if it's because of because the, the media, maybe it's because of the Iraq War, but it's like you know, 120 Sunnis died the other day, or Shia Muslims died the other day, and people are like yeah, whatever. But then someone goes and fucks a dead deer, they're like, oh my god, a dead deer was just fucked. I mean, I think it's just a, a gross lack of perspective that everybody in the world has right now you know it's except stem- for the chinese the chinese, <laughs> the chinese give, yeah, a they don't fuck. give a fuck they're just like whatever dude we'll, we'll slaughter those dogs we don't yeah, care they're not people they're just dogs they don't, not, have, they don't have any there's no chinese pita i'm not saying people should be cruel to animals i'm not endorsing that but what i'm saying is that maintain when you have a baby when you have a yeah maintain perspective when a baby's life you know, it is ended because it drowned in a bucket of puke versus a guy who fucks a dead dog. I would say that it's the not baby... It's a live dog. It's a yeah. dead dog. I mean, if it was a live dog and then he killed it, yeah, that'd be horrible. But what if? What do you think if someone... Okay, so let's say the baby drowned in the puke and then some other homeless guy came and picked it up out of the bucket of puke and then started fucking it. Would that be sicker than the guy fucking the dead dog? I question that. I, I wonder. Have, it, I have to believe it would it be. Gives, it gives me pause. <laughs> it does. Well, anyway, um, I guess we're ready here for Podcast 47. Uh, since you did win last week, I'm going to have to give you, you the honors. Um, yeah, you can start off the show here, Wackerly. Well, that was kind of a good segue uh, fortuitous for me because my story uh will tie into that when well it involves a guy fucking a baby that was found dead in a bucket no, no, of puke. no it's just about the whole you know what level of respect and uh care for animals is appropriate so one of you know vegans or people who are in PETA PETA pe- people for the eth- ethical treatment of animals not PETA People who enjoy eating tasty animals. Sometimes those groups yeah. are confused. People can mix those up, Puita and Pita. But vegans, you know, they, they if they see you eating meat, they'll, you know, throw acid in your face or something. Dude, or blood those all those people piss me off, especially being a vegetarian. Because they see it as a, a moral issue that you're eating a living thing. I mean, not to mention that that plants are also living things. And I guess, fish, but, but but I guess they're vegans. So no, they're yeah, vegans. That's all they, they don't eat plants. anything, any of that. Stuff. But yeah, I mean, they obviously I mean, I guess don't they recognize just eat dirt and bark. Well, even bark is up tree, right? That's but no, they thing. they eat they eat vegetables and yeah, plants, well, and that's a living well, you thing. Know what? Veg- vegetables are living things. So I don't know what their fucking problem is, but my story points that out well. Um, because a three-year boy in India was eaten alive himself by a herd of pigs in a village <laughs> in the outskirts of New Delhi after family members did not notice him wandering outside his home. Ooh. AJ, uh, it's a hell of a way to go. AJ, three years old, was clutching a piece of bread as he was attacked by the pigs. So I guess to the pigs, the piece of bread was like a garnish. <laughs> was this like a, a little, little little sprig of parsley on the side of this little? Were kid? these domesticated pigs, or were these just like a, a, a rampaging group of wild pigs? I don't think they're wild, but I do think they were wandering around. I think in a, a lot of third world countries, they don't really have like pens for for herds of animals. They just have a guy who kind of watches them and. They're pack animals anyway, so they all stay together, and you just sort of, if they wander off, you go find them. Well, don't they let cows wander free in India as well? Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to eat cows over there. Can you eat pigs? Yes, you can eat, well, I don't know about that. You can definitely eat chicken, and you can eat lamb. But I used to work with all these Indian guys, and they would go to lunch, and they would just eat massive amounts of beef. 
because when they went home, they weren't, they, you know, they had, you're not allowed they had to, to eat beef. Well, they were hiding it from, the, from their wives. Uh, okay, so, so we have to eat beef in secret. Yeah, we like, go to like, Chinese restaurants and they get you know the Mongolian beef and, and but just eat all the beef, none of the other parts because they're like, fuck that, I can eat that other shit. They're like this beef high. Yeah, they love the beef <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> Hot beef injection. But anyway, so uh, the uncle said we were all having lunch inside the house and did not realize that AJ had walked out. <laughs> A few minutes later. His mother noticed a few pigs chewing on something. <laughs> Love the Apu voice. Yeah, apparently the mom began screaming, <clears throat> ran out there and chased the pigs off. And uh, she says, I shudder to think how much pain and agony my child must have endured. <laughs> you know this is going to be made into a Bollywood movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and so the pigs were chased off, and all that was left was the kids' arms and legs. <laughs> Which is oh, weird, because you'd think they'd eat those first. But I guess they just dive right in for the And just, just tear them asunder. How old was this kid? Three. He was only three years old. That must have been a tasty morsel for those pigs. Yeah, I never knew tender. pigs were so carny. I guess pigs eat anything. Don't I didn't they? either until I started watching Deadwood, where they, uh, you know, they use the pigs, woos pigs for the, the to dispose of the corpses. Yeah, they're like the corpse disposal. They just dump a body in there, and the pigs eat it all up. Well, I remember in that movie Snatch, they're going to feed people to the pigs, and uh, I think also in Hannibal. Uh, they're going to feed him to the pigs. So I guess pigs are vicious, like carnivorous beasts. Yeah. So in closing, hey, fucking PETA, if I don't eat it, it's going to eat me. Law of the, <laughs> law of the jungle. I guess, I guess that is nature. Yeah. That's nature at its most Perfectly cruelest. Fun. Yep. I, guess, I don't see them throwing acid in any pigs' faces. Yeah, but you know what? I bet you those PETA people are so deluded. They're like, yeah, well, this is the pigs suffering. The pigs suffer on a regular basis, so you deserve to suffer because of that. The only cool thing that PETA ever does is sometimes, like, a really hot PETA chick will get naked and paint herself up like a tiger and, like, get into a cage and sit outside in front of, like, Neiman Marcus or something. Yeah, but talk about a big bush. You ever see those PETA girls? Not only do they have a huge bush, they have, like, buckwheat and a headlock under their arms because they have huge hairy pits because they just don't shave. Sometimes that turns me on, dude. Like I'm leaving an, the room. Like an animal. I'm leaving the room. It's like a, like a wild animal. <laughs> that I get to it's fuck. like that primal urge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Not if there's little dingleberries in it or anything. I mean, it has to be clean. Dude, there's, <laughs> probably like, there's probably pieces of granola hanging out of it, which she <laughs> saves for later. All right, what do you want to score this? I, you know, on the sick and wrong scale, it's a tragedy to hear that a three-year-old kid was just ripped apart. And the he fact that just... Apart. They chewed him from the center out. Well, they chewed him from the center out. And the fact that his <laughs> limbs... the limbs <laughs> were just like right in this exact place as they would have been, but just the whole center was gone. Oh, we have left is his <laughs> arm. I don't know what to do now. I yeah. guess I Put it in a curry. Waste not one nut. <laughs> so horrible, dude. Yeah, I, I guess on the sick and wrong scale, this little child was um, was murdered by these pigs in such a vicious fashion. Whew, I'm gonna have to give it an eight point six. Yeah, I'll give it an eight point four. An eight point four. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on to uh, my story here. This is uh, my story for podcast forty seven. <laughs> I was actually trying to find something different. I know there was a story that the listener chose this week that listener sent in. I had actually found that story like about a few days prior. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that story. I'm going to get to it in a second. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to let the listeners just snipe my stories week after week. I mean, we have to establish some sort of a policy. No, I mean, if we found it first. Yeah, yeah it's just I honesty, it. I guess. But um, so I remember I, I was going to do that story. And then I was like, you know what? I have reservations about doing it. One, because... We've been doing just a spate of stories here on Sick and Wrong of just cruelty to infants. Just like all these stories about like these negligent mothers and their babies dying somehow. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something. Excuse (laughs) me. Well, so I'm going to do something completely out of left field. I want to get back to the basis of what this show is all about. Eating shit. (laughs) Coprophagia. Fecophiliacs. That's what we got to get to. It's been a while since we've had any feces in any of our stories. It has been a while. So I'm getting back to the basics here. Yeah, I this, think you're right. That, it's a good move. This story happened in uh, Greenberg, New York. Dominatrix alleges bizarre sex capade 
with cop. I love the sexcapades. Sexcapades, dude. I love the sex scandals. An X-rated testimony, as graphic as a porno flick, German porno flick, a former dominatrix yesterday described a bizarre sexual encounter in the woods she claims to have had with a town police officer. Quote, unquote, he wanted to go to a motel in the Bronx where I would defecate on him and into his mouth. But I told him I was uncomfortable going to the Bronx, testified the dominatrix Gina Payne, 31 years old. Is that her real name? Yeah, actually, I think it is. Wow. I know. Those are calling. I suggested that we go into a woody area. He was very excited about that. Does the dominatrix shit in the woods? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently she does. The officer she testified performed a sexual act as she finished. They're always so vague with, uh, they won't specify what it is, but I guess they actually do towards the end of the article. But um, there's a picture in the story of Gina. She's 31 years old. Dude, this chick is hot. Yeah. I I was looking at her. I was like, dude, the thought of her kind of like, you know, defecating on me is kind of hot. Is it worth 500 bucks? Yeah, I doubt it. I'm Jewish. The explicit (laughs) testimony by Payne marked the start of the criminal trial of police officer Eric Ward, who was arrested in March on a misdemeanor charge of official misconduct. Ward has pled not guilty, and his lawyer said the officer did nothing sexual or or inappropriate in the woods, but was recruiting the dominatrix to be a confidential source for a narcotic investigation. Yeah, he always recruits. He was just getting a stool sample (laughs) to see if she was uh, clean or not. He always recruits his 31-year-old confidential informants in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, w- 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 while they're shitting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he kind of needs to see that. It really brings out the uh, true person. The trust factor. Um, Ward looked at his accuser with calm expressions yesterday in uh, town court. A woman he described as his longtime girlfriend sat beside him, <laughs> along with half a dozen fellow officers who... Uh, one said outside the court wanted to support him. I wonder how proud his girlfriend was at that time. Could you imagine, like your your longtime boyfriend is just is being accused of shitting in a in a, a dominatrix's mouth in the woods? She shit in his mouth. Okay, yeah, of having this dominatrix shit in his mouth. Well, at least and, she fin- and jacking and, off. At least she finally has a you know a, a reasoning behind why his breath is so bad all the time. <laughs> I know. It becomes so clear. She can save a lot of money on all that, you know, Listerine now. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, Payne, the dominatrix, has filed papers to use against the Greenberg Police Department. She's suing them for $2 million. She claims she agreed to the allegedly kinky sex act in hopes of getting an earlier marijuana possession possession charge dismissed. I 100% believe that if I did not do this, he would not help me with my case. That's apparently that's what uh that's what the lawyer that was the ruse that the lawyer said to get yeah. her to uh, shit in his mouth. Uh, the defense lawyer said that Ward was interested only in recruiting Payne as an informant, having her set up a meeting with a cocaine dealer she knew so the police could intercept him. So it's basically just his word, the police officer's word against the word of the dominatrix. Assistant District Attorney said, however, that Ward knew the rules about developing confidential informant. And it didn't involve shitting in the woods. And uh, he said that he broke these rules to gratify his own defecation fetish. I wonder how many cops out there have defecation fetishes. No more than any other segment of the population, I would think. I don't know. Among the evidence the prosecutor presented was the dominatrix's own feces. Which awesome. I, isn't that just cool? Like exhibit A, just a bag of the dominatrix's shit. I hope it was a double lock, zip lock, or whatever. <laughs> Which was tested in a lab. There's also video surveillance <laughs> that uh, she- <laughs> that guy has the greatest job ever. <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? Uh, test it. Just do a test <laughs> <what>? on it. <laughs> it's poop. Look at it. Like, wh- what else do you Stick think it could be? Stick your nose in there. Yep, it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely poop. Yeah, I, th- I think it came from her. She was eating Taco Bell that afternoon. <laughs> Uh, there was also video surveillance that uh, it was alleged showed Payne and Ward in a parking lot before their alleged sexual encounter, along with matching samples of mud taken from his Jeep and the woods. And if by mud they mean I don't poop. Know. <laughs> Apparently she had mud butt that day. <laughs> Payne said she was in the parking lot. So this is what actually happened. This is what... um. Prompted the uh, the whole case of her becoming this confidential informant and then being exploited to um, for the uh, police officer's own fetish. 
Payne said she was in the parking lot of the Greenberg Multiplex Cinema waiting to watch War of the Worlds. This happened kind of a while ago. When officers approached her car and saw a host of dominatrix-related props in the back seat, including strap-on dildos, diapers, and hypodermic needles for play piercing. Hey, lady, why don't you put that stuff in the trunk? Apparently. <laughs> people can't just, like, look in and see it. She just keeps that stuff in her back seat. Yeah. Some handcuffs, some whips. Whenever whenever she drives around two people, like, the person in the, you know, before the person gets in the back seat, oh, hang on, let me move my diapers and shitty dildos. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but uh, apparently she was smoking marijuana when they walked up the car. So uh, the police officers were questioning her. They asked her if she was a dominatrix, and she said yes. Five minutes later, Eric Ward showed up. He said the reason the officers called him is because they knew what he was into, <laughs> which kind of cracks me up. Like, you think like these cops, you know, they they pull, they don't even pull this girl over. They they go up to her car. They see that she has like you know shit stained dildos and handcuffs and dirty diapers and all sorts of dominatrix paraphernalia in her back seat, and they're just like, dude, let's call Ward. <laughs> you know what he's into? Hehehe. <laughs> Which is just kind of weird that they know that this guy's into defecation and they don't think that's weird. It's like, I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> They've got to think it's weird. Yeah, but I wonder. If I think Ward... that's why they're all at the trial, just to make fun of him. But but I wonder if. No, they said they're going to support him. I wonder if what Ward. Yeah, that's Ward... what they said, but they're really just there cracking up. Well, I wonder what Ward thinks about, you know, like, so Friday night after work, it's like, oh, you guys going to go grab beer at the strip club? Yeah, I'm going to go meet up meet up with this girl and have her shit in my mouth. Yeah. Well, like, and they don't think that's odd. Now that he's in court in front of the entire general public, his uh, good reputation has definitely been smudged. <laughs> so apparently Ward um, had a little confidential um, conversation with Payne for the next 30 minutes. Payne testified that Ward spoke to her about his coprophilia and his predilection for coprophagia, which, uh, which is the eating of shit. Yeah. And about getting her charges dropped in exchange for setting up drug dealers. Coprophilia is just a gateway to coprophagia. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're into coprophilia, eventually you're going to start eating it. So uh, he wanted her to meet someone and buy cocaine. She knew a person. And uh, he was telling her that he was going to have her do this. But then the conversation kind of changed course. Mm -hmm. They ended up in a nature reserve where it is alleged here. It hasn't been proven. He masturbated... <laughs> As she squatted on a branch above him and defecated into his mouth. So, so just picture this mental image here. He's like sitting there below a tree. She's up there perched like a bird. Just In the shooting. Tree? Yeah, she's squatted on a branch above oh, him, wow. defecating into his mouth. <laughs> Isn't that just great while he's jerking off? Yeah, I don't know. So uh, apparently... She thought that her charter is going to be dropped if she did that. I mean, I mean, you know, if you think about it, she's probably had clients who she's had to do worse. Yeah, actually, that brings up my probably final point. But why are they in court? Is it just because he paid her to do this and it's a prostitution charge? Or it's not illegal to have a girl shit on you, right? Well, she's she's claiming she was exploited. So this is what actually ended up happening, okay. why, why she brought the charges. So a few days later, she, she went to go retrieve. They still impounded her car. And so she went to retrieve her car with her mother at the uh, police department. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm sure and, her mom's uh, real proud. As she walked up, a couple of police officers were like, hey, look over there. It's Angebella. And so they all started laughing, which I guess that must be her dominatrix name. She cursed the officer, then started crying. She said her mother had no idea she was a dominatrix and didn't know about her confrontation with Ward. She's like, I live in a tradition, a traditional Italian household. So apparently they don't shit in this Italian household. Payne said she broke down, told her mother everything, and her mother urged her to report it. So she's actually reporting it for uh, police misconduct. Okay. And so now she's suing because I guess... I don't know, defamation of character or something. Defecation of character. Yeah. <laughs> defecation I'm not sure. on character. So um apparently I guess consequently, if convicted, Ward um faces dismissal. So on the sick and wrong scale, nobody died in this. You know, I mean this was this wasn't you know, there were there was there no was, fatality. There was poo eating though. But you don't always have to have someone you don't always have to have death. Yeah, sick it's not wrong. called the death and destruction show. No, it's called sick and wrong. And what's sick and wrong is the fact that this police officer who's supposed to be upholding the law, you know, supposed to be this moral character, this moral compass, is uh, sitting there jerking off in a tree while this 31-year-old girl that he exploited is shitting into his mouth. Yeah. Woman. She's 31. She's a okay, woman. Okay, she's a woman. 
she's she's definitely a woman. She's big womanly logs. Yeah, <laughs> not just those little not rabbit childish, turds that come out of the eight-year-olds. On the sick and wrong scale, I'm gonna have to give it at least an eight. I'll give it an eight point three. An eight point three. Yeah. Can just, I tell a story? Just really quickly, the shit though? eating. Yeah. It just and it just came to my mind. I used to work with this guy a really long time ago, and so long ago that I don't remember his name, and I don't remember the antecedent details to the story but he was in the military and he was stationed somewhere like uh the philippines or somewhere kind of backwater you know but there's a military base there and he told me and a bunch of people that i worked with this one time that there was a bar sort of a tijuana type experience where you would go to this bar and there were prostitutes there and fucking donkeys well they would they would bet you... They do that in Tijuana, you know. Yeah, but this is a different type of thing. Okay. They would bet you, like, 20 bucks. They made their money this way, so obviously it was kind of a scam, that they would lay down on the bar, and you would drop your pants above their face, and they would bet you 20 bucks that you wouldn't be able to shit all over their face. <laughs> what? They would bet you $20? Well, and what they do, apparently, is you get your pants down, and their face is right there, and they blow on your asshole... And and when somebody, I, I guess when somebody's blowing air on your asshole, it's really it like tightens up, <laughs> and, and you're, you're not able to shit. You know what? I actually want to give a proposition here to the sick and wrong audience it, to see if this is true. I know there are some couples out there that listen to this show. Um, maybe, maybe just just to find just out, check it out, and and give us an email, sickwrongpodcast at hotmail dot com, and see if Wackerly's theory holds true. Well, it's not my theory; it's something that was told to me. So so did he try this? I can't. He was probably just bullshitting all of us, but I still thought it was an interesting concept. Yeah, I never really thought about that. You know, that should be something on Mythbusters. This Oh, that would be a good Mythbusters. <laughs> that would be a really good Mythbusters. <laughs> that would make that shitty show. That would be one episode that I would actually watch. I, uh, yeah, I would have to watch that. Yeah, I don't know. Listeners, uh, yeah. Do, do this little test, this little experiment, sick and wrong experiment at home, and... Uh, yeah, fill us in on the details. Maybe we'll send you a sticker. <laughs> Here's the uh, listener submission for uh, Podcast 47. So this comes from a guy named Ubo Jika, or Ubo, if you can't pronounce it. Which I'm sure you can't. All right, I'm just going to say Ubo. Sit, Ubo, sit. Um, he says, I listen to you guys all the time, and uh, here's a nice article that needs a 10 for sure. If it's not sick and wrong, it's straight fucked up. So um, he sent us this article, and this was the article that I had found that I was alluding to previously. A mother's charged in possible microwave death of infant. Definitely like a first for sick and wrong. I don't think we've ever had a mother who's microwaved her baby before. So a woman has been charged in the death of her infant daughter who authorities believe might have been put in a microwave oven. China Arnold, age 26, was arrested in her home on Monday on a charge of aggravated murder. Her month-old daughter, Paris, Tally, they always have different surnames, you notice that? Yeah. Died in August 2005. Apparently, the uh, county coroner says, we have reason to believe and scientific evidence to support that a microwave oven might have been involved in the death of this child. It must have been one of those big family-sized ones, not that like little dorm room microwave. Yeah, but you know the microwave that I have, I think I could fit a baby into that. Yeah, you got a big one. Yeah, I definitely have it's like a, a decent size. It's got the rotating plate on the bottom, which yeah. helps. <laughs> it's like a, a, evenly you know, cook. it evenly cooks all sides of the baby. You don't even have to flip it over. So the baby was dead when Arnold brought her to Children's Medical Center on August 30th last year. It was actually roasted to perfection. <laughs> um, the death was ruled a homicide caused by hyperthermia. Not hypothermia, which is caused by cold. It's caused by hyperthermia, which Too is... Too hot. High body temperature. Which is what you would expect in a microwave. (laughs) Due to thermal injury. So um, apparently they did extensive tests afterwards and found that um, they they, they found that that there are chances that because of the the injuries that the baby endured were, I guess, um, in accordance with what would happen if you were put in a microwave. (laughs) 
Which, which I don't quite understand. He said it's much ki- faster than you know preheating the oven to three fifty, and then you got to leave the baby in there for like an hour and a half. And the it's crawling around much- and crying. You can do it in a <laughs> couple minutes. Much, much faster. Well, I guess they said the case was difficult. Um, we're in an area where there's not a lot of scientific research on the effect of microwave on human beings. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like having my face near the outside or my crotch near the outside of the <laughs> microwave when it's running. I, like, hit the button and then I, like, walk five feet away. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, and, and it gets so hot, too. Like, have you ever, like, just kind of heated up a cantaloupe, put a hole in it in the microwave, took it out, when you know, when you're going to, like, you know, you don't have a vagina around? Ask me next week. <laughs> I guess uh, Betts, the coroner here, said he added there are no external signs as there would have been with scalding water. I guess all the, the damage was internal, which is interesting. <laughs> like that- it matters. I mean, well, this lady either microwaved her baby or had it in the regular oven, or maybe she just dumped scalding water well, on it. how else could it I mean, <laughs> have, have died that way? But I guess being that there's no scientific research on the effect of microwaves on human beings, they don't actually know. Until now. <laughs> I mean, But there's no concrete evidence. Evidence. I mean, they don't well, know for they sure. Evidence. Well, they're alleging, uh, right, yeah, alleging that this actually happened. I imagine if uh, you know Mengla had a microwave back in the uh, '40s, then there probably would be research on the effect yeah, of microwaves that, that on that Jews. That invention just came out too late. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to fry in regular ovens. So uh, um, there's also a follow-up article. So this actually occurred in Dayton, Ohio. So the, the woman, China Arnold, whose authorities suspect of killing her month-old daughter by putting her in the microwave oven, has a record. She's been convicted of abduction and forgery. According to this article, she was um, convicted of abducting a 72-year-old woman in 2000. The elderly woman said Arnold approached her in a small parking lot, said she had a gun, forced her to drive to downtown Dayton, Ohio. She said she then asked for her purse. Arnold told police she had no gun, denied that she asked for the woman's purse, and said she was simply trying to scare the woman into giving her a ride home. I was simply trying to find a large microwave oven, (laughs) which I failed at doing, and I let her go. So I had to just let her go and kill my baby some other way. She said she told the woman she wasn't going to hurt her and eventually showed her that the gun was a bottle of lotion inside a glove. Apparently this old lady must not have uh, had too good of a, you know, eyeglass prescription or something. (laughs) But um, the, you, you wonder if it, just because she has a past record, does that mean she microwaves her baby? No, but the baby's dead, right? Well, the baby is dead. I guess the night before the baby died, it was being watched by her paternal aunt. And uh, the baby was fine when she got home the next morning. She found the baby had a bruise on her face and was cold and stiff. And so that's when she took her in the hospital to uh, to be tested. Well, when I have leftovers that are cold and stiff i put them back in the microwave (laughs) and just reheat them yeah you know why not so on the sick and wrong scale if and only if this this woman did is convicted of microwaving her baby that would be a perfect 10 well but for the yeah for the purpose of the show microwave well what i'm saying is for the purposes of the show you can't really second guess what's in the article i mean that's their that's what they think happened I don't know if I'm going to give it a 10 because they don't know. They didn't walk in on her. Well, they doing said, it. It, but it, it's, it's, you know, at, at this time, they can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt that the baby was microwaved. I would, if it was beyond a reasonable doubt, I would probably give it a 10. But as it stands, I'm going to give it a 9.3. I'm going to give it a 9.7. Just right. because we don't know for sure, but we're definitely going to have to give it a follow up. You know, we'll have to do a follow up. But people, we invite you to vote on uh, all three of these stories. You tell us which one is the most repulsive story for uh, Podcast 47. Go check it out, sickandwrongpodcast.com. We have our voting system in place. Sick and Wrong is now on sickradio.com. So uh, we need to wrap up the show here. Um, one thing uh, I, what we usually get to towards the end of the show is uh, the listener email. And uh, yeah, as usual, there's been a deluge of just emails from, uh, from all our uh, snarky listeners. You notice that? Like people vote and they, they put these like snarky comments. Yeah. And usually about I, I 25% we... of it is like making fun of us. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? The, the, my favorite thing about our audience is that they all have a sense of humor, a really deviant sense of humor. Well, they're just kind of dicks, too. Yeah. Like somebody was making fun of me because I didn't pronounce the woman's name right last week. 
Like, you know what, dude? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, but I like that, though. I'm just kidding. It keeps you on your toes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, this was sent in from uh, Fred. Uh, Fred apparently voted for the listener. And he said, my favorite comment from the last show, and the one that convinced me of which was the most sick and wrong story, was, hey, there's a dead animal. I think I'll fuck it. Whose uh, comment was that? I think it was yours. Sweet. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. Best comment of the show. We also got another email from E, who also voted for the listener. He said, Wackerly did have the game shot of the week with his story. However, the one that stayed with me and compelled me to share with coworkers was the animal lovers. It is so unnatural, completely alien. Alcoholism plus bizarre circumstances plus baby equals bad stuff. But that's a common formula. Here's an uncommon form- formula. Man and animal, dead animal, and sobriety. A dead animal and a man fucking it. But wait, not having the sick and wrong world. Here's the formula. Man and dead animal, sobriety, equals erect man who seeks dead or kills animals in order to copulate. And I just want to question, you're not having like an aneurysm. That's actually how it's Yeah, written. I'm actually reading this verbatim okay. here. Uh, it's I think kind we of get confusing. the general point that he's making, though. This guy has to be English. That is sick. Thus, I give it to the reader's side. It makes you wonder if he really understood the expression man's best friend. If people are trying to sort of advance in their careers or maybe get a raise, you probably shouldn't be going to work and, and relaying all these stories to your coworkers. Yeah, just be like, dude, I listened to this podcast called Sick and Wrong, and they are yeah. talking about these guys that fuck dead animals. And then there was a baby that drowned in puke, and there was this guy who fucked another guy with a garden umbrella. Can't you, can't you just see their boss being like, yeah, you know, give me back my TPS report. Yeah. You're not getting a raise. You're going to get moved out of the good cubicle you're to, like, to the, the cubicle basement. in the basement. You're going to the basement. <laughs> give me your stapler. Uh, we got another email here from uh, Magpie, who says that she loves the show, boys. And she also comments on the uh, Halloween pictures. She said that she had a friend whose Halloween guys was a woman who had her baby cut out of her stomach. I'm told she got a marriage proposal before the evening was over. That's a pretty good costume. It's probably from me, actually. If I, if I saw a girl with a baby being cut out of her stomach, I'd be like, can I marry you? And she also uh, mentions, just for Wackerly here, that uh, I think a while ago we were talking about the film Santa Sangre. Yeah. And, uh, where, it's a great uh, movie. Yeah, this boy gets his arms cut off, or the mother gets her arms cut off, and the boy ends up like being the mother's arms. Isn't that what happened in that movie? I was pretty drunk. There's a lot of stuff that happens. The reason we brought it up is because there's a scene where this guy gives all these retarded people a bunch of cocaine and then like takes them through this... like carnival or something yeah well he yeah he had a gaggle of retards high on cocaine well she says that uh santa sangre was directed by alejandro jodorowsky not ken russell Hmm. although she can see how one would think it was russell i'll have to go back and watch it again actually i'll have to go back and see if that guy's made any other movies that i haven't seen yeah i think i've seen all the ken russell movies which are all awesome yeah uh, thank you, Magpie, for sending that one in. And uh, finally, we got an email from Ray, a very enlightening one here, who is commenting on the Sick and Wrong theater selection for this week. As usual, on our website, we always um, put a video of a Sick and Wrong theater pick we of the week. We try to, if there's something good out there. So the one that uh, Wackerly posted uh, this past week was... I believe um, Kirk Cameron and that Australian friend of his. I believe he's the master because it's called The Way of the Master. So the Australian's the master or Kirk Cameron is the master? Well, Jesus might be the master, but I like to think okay. that the Australian guy is the master because well, Kirk Cameron is following the way of that Australian guy who is the master. And so the Australian is claiming that he can disprove atheism with a banana. Yeah. And, uh, and the video is hilarious. He, he has a banana, and he's trying to show how, you know, you could put a banana. It's made to fit into your mouth. It fits mouth. right into your hand and goes right into your mouth. <laughs> goes right into your you mouth. Know, perfectly and... shaped to go in and out of your mouth. And only God could have created only that. Only God could intend that that would go right into your mouth, you know, repeatedly, in and out. Maybe you would suck on it a little bit. I mean, a lot of Catholic priests use the same uh, mentality, the yeah. same rationale. You know, the balls fit right <laughs> in your other hand. But what cracks I mean, me, the what, banana What cracks me up is Kirk Cameron, former child star of Growing Pains, is now this, like, you know, unabashed holy roller. He's a born-again. And he's just a total born-again Christian. How does this happen? I think <laughs> once nobody will hire you to do any more acting... <laughs> You're just like, I'm going to be a Christian. And then you act on a a Jesus infomercial. 
And so, yeah, I guess this guy's infomercial has been circulating for a while. And we're going to have it up there. Or I don't know if it'll still be up there by this time. But if you checked out SickAndWrongPodcast.com, you've probably seen it. So Ray sent in an email here saying, Kirk Cameron is such a desperately pliable douche. Only someone whose career sunk the level of plying his trade in the recent left-behind film adaptations would think that the humiliation of sitting next to a Christ idiot which I kind of like that term. Uh, Ray coined that term, Christ idiot, all one word. Using the specious argument of the banana meat's hand as evidence of a transcendent lord and master only begs the question, what about the fucking pomegranate? Where was God on that one? And then, you know, have you ever and, eaten and a pomegranate? Uh, no, I don't think I ever have. It's a huge pain in the ass. That's his point. And the other thing is, people, uh, biblical history. Can you fit it in your mouth? No, it's like you got a. It's really tough, and you got to pry it open, and then the inside, the part that you eat, are these little seeds that are like really hard to get out. And biblical historians think that the apple, you know, the apple, yeah, the Eve, Eve story, Eve found the that apple. It's not really supposed knowledge. to be an apple. It's supposed to be a pomegranate, which kind of proves his point. Like it, 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 it isn't doesn't easy make to any eat. sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> busy developing his design concepts for vaginal odor, you suppose, or I don't know. Um, maybe God was fresh out of ideas after coming up with cleft palates and hydroencephalopathy, <laughs> which I don't even know what that is. It's one of those weird uh, skin ba- diseases, no baby it? deformity things. Oh, really? Like I think uh, it's when they have like a huge swollen head or something. Oh, is that what that is? I think so. I'd have oh, to look okay. it up on Wikipedia. Um, so if the world was up to me, I'd hire God in a Hollywood minute because I'd like nothing more than to incur an endless stream of class action lawsuits as a result of God's creative process, which would still be more high profile action than Kirk's career is likely to see in the foreseeable future. You got to agree with him on that point. Yeah. Kirk's not doing anything. Maybe they'll, maybe so. they'll have a growing pains reunion show, but that's about it. At this point, Kirk's pretty much got two choices to extricate himself from his current cinematic ghetto. Take a half step down into porn for shock effect, uh, much like contemporary D-list celebrity Dustin Screech Diamond, which uh, we've spoken about in uh, previous shows, or really put the concerted effort into a campaign to resurrect his career. And if he's lucky, or in his case, blessed, his agent manager maybe might be able to convince king of the low to mid-budget Hollywood North craptacular U Bowl. That Kirk's on-screen evisceration, one of his execrable low-camp slaughter fests, is just what the kids are really clamoring for. I think and his name is Yui Bull. Is it Yui Bull? Yeah, I thought it was he, Yui Bull. He's the one who like made that House of the Dead movie, and I think that maybe Alone in the Dark movie. You know, if Yui Bull, if it's Yui Bull, put a movie, made a movie with Kirk Cameron as the main character being completely eviscerated and disemboweled, I'd go check it out. Like maybe he would adapt a Clive Barker screenplay? I I would check it out. Yeah, I'd probably check that out. I think I would too. Maybe if they threw Boner in there. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Ray, for sending in that enlightening message. And uh, yeah, we hate Kirk Cameron as well. So uh, we, we totally agree with you here in Sick I actually Wrong. love that show, though, that Way of the Master. Well, don't they have a video game with a Left Behind series? Isn't there yeah, a video game where you can I go played out it, and but just... I yeah. Well, you're, you're like Christ and you're just wasting people, isn't it? I don't think. I think it's. Or your, is it the other way around? I think you're one of the people who's being rapturized and flown away in Jesus's spaceship or whatever, and then you maybe murder the people who who haven't found Jesus or something so like are, that. So are are you one of the holy rollers fighting the devil's yeah, minions? I think that's what it's about. Okay, I, I think you, I think you have to find Jesus's UFO and maybe get some gas for it or some you know peanut butter sandwiches for the trip to heaven or wherever you go well you could do a google search and check out the left behind video game and i think there's movies as well is kirk cameron in the movies yeah he's that's what this guy's saying there's but it started out as books that you can find in the grocery store you know they, they sell billions of copies so he's the only like f-list celebrity that they could probably get to star in this yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> I don't know. I, you, you know, I've, I've seen some, some other videos from that series where they actually go up to random people on the street and say, oh, do you believe in God? Yeah, and that's what they're supposed to do. And if they start arguing with them. See, the Jews don't do this. The Jews don't evangelize. No. It's because we like, don't want gotta, them on our team. We're cool. Well, no, We're you cool can, with, yeah. with who we are, dude. People can get into your kooky religion, but you've got you to gotta have the, 
the green, the bread. Dude, the only way you can get into our kooky religion is if you've come out of a Jewish vagina. I'm sorry. No, you can marry you a Jew. You can convert. You can convert, but and you're you just, not well, really you a pay Jew. To get in. You got to pay to get in. I yeah, you're not you, a Jew. But you if you have enough money, the Jewish religion. Yeah, but if you have enough money, I guess you, I, I guess we'd let you on our team. But Christians, like they, they go for the volume discount. They like we want like a lot of poor people that can give us you know a dollar a week each, but we'll make it up in volume. Yeah, they're just always about. So that's where they got to go out and just get as many people as they can. But dude, if if I was on the street and someone came up to me and started arguing with me about my atheist beliefs, I seriously would have a field day. Yeah, I mean, would you? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I might not even just bother talking. To oh, the dude, I would have a truth. field day. I would have a field day because all I'd keep yelling about is dinosaurs, dinosaurs. <laughs> all right, dinosaurs. Hey, dude, dinosaurs. That's all I'd say. But you know they'd have some crappy answer for dinosaurs that you'd have to listen to. And Doesn't you, matter, though. You just keep sit- yelling dinosaurs. Yeah, I just keep screaming dinosaurs. But they would scream something else, like, you know, God's sci-fi, sci- or, you know, special effects cabinet over here. They came out of that, and they would just keep screaming about God's special effects cabinet. And then I'd say you're wrong and walk away. See, that's not satisfying. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe It'd be not. cool if you could yell dinosaurs three times and the guy would be like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go get drunk and get a whore and do some blow off of her ass and <laughs> if you burn did, if the he church was just down. Like, he's like, you know, you have a point there. Let's go to the strip club. Right. That yeah. would be satisfying. Want to dance? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Well, uh, we'd like to thank all the listeners for sending an email. We always appreciate that. Podcast at uh, hotmail.com is the email address. All right, well, make sure you stay tuned next week for Podcast 48. Wackily, we're almost at the uh, Podcast 50 mark, which know, isn't quite nervous. Well, it isn't quite our year anniversary. It's, it's, it's two weeks short of the year anniversary. It's oh. not about the year. It's about the 50. The 50 points. So I think we're going to end up having a special show somehow involving my brother if we can get him in here. Or somebody. We'll get somebody know. else. Well, we'll gonna, have a special guest. I'm going to try to get my brother in, but dude, I mean, between the methamphetamine and the buggery, he's a difficult guy to track down. His calendar is booked up. Yeah, he's booked, dude. I mean, he's a leather man that lives in San Francisco. It's not like he has it's a tight, lot of free it's time. A tight, tight schedule. Yeah, it's not like he has a lot of free time to come on a podcast. But stay tuned. We're definitely going to have something in store for you for Podcast 50. Also, uh, very soon, probably within the next two weeks, we're going to have Sick and Wrong t-shirts available and the new Sick and Wrong stickers. It's going to be a hot about item. It. We keep talking about it, but it takes a long time to get all this shit yeah. set up. It's going to be a hot item. And you being Jewish, you know, you keep trying to like adjust the price with people. you got to find a bargain. I'm all about the bargain. Wholesale. you got to have it wholesale. Well, anyway, it's been one hell of a show. Make sure you stay tuned next week for Podcast 48. Till then, smell you later.